0: side on these side and you tell them I will I will I dare you to get some old Holy Ghost in your touch a neighbor tell them that's power in the wheel
1: I say look at somebody and say that's power in the wheel
2: Us. He has protected us and He has provided for us. Our morning scripture is coming from the 100th number of the Psalm. And it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord He is God. It is He that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? Because the Lord is good. The Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Father God, we come now and Lord, we just say thank you for this awesome privilege that you've given us to be able to come to this place to worship you. Father, we come worshiping you in spirit and in truth. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would come and habitat with us, that you would linger with us, that you would just lift us up, that we may be able to give the Father all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise that's due Him. Father, we pray for each person that walks through that door, each person that sits in the seat, that you would rest on them, that you would give them a spirit of uh, of gratitude, Father, that they may be able to lift up and praise your name and exalt you for who you are. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would just touch our pastor like never before, that the word would go forth and that it will find fertile ground, that someone may respond saying, what must I do to be saved? Father, we pray for the singers. We pray for the musicians. Holy Spirit, have your way. And Father, we come acknowledging that we owe it all to you. Any praise and honor that comes our way, we give it all back to you. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, welcome. We've come to worship today. Amen. How many really came to worship God this morning? You didn't just get up to just come here, but you came to give God the glory, the honor, and the praise. To all of our guests, know that you are always welcome here at St. John. If you desire membership or salvation, you can uh, uh, fill out the form that's in front of you in the back of the pew. Once you've completed it, you can give it to the front desk, give it to an usher, or put it in the offering bag. Basket, but whatever it is that you do, make sure that you give God all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Amen? Amen.
0: on let's give God a big hand of praise for this choir. We want to say to all visitors you always welcome here at St. John and right now we want to express our welcome to you by way of song. Up this morning again, I recognize that this could be the day that the Lord could return. So we want to make sure we worship today and give it our best. Let's stand on our feet and sing, Pass me not. Set me, at the throne of mercy. Let me at the throne of mercy, find a sweet, find the sweet
1: kneeling there.
0: My eyes. My eyes. Anybody need them today?
1: Whoa, I'm calm.
0: give God a big hand of praise again for this choir. Lord has blessed us to experience the first Sunday of the month. Traditionally known as communion Sunday. In the context of communion, there is a word I need to preach from the gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 26. And I need to begin reading verse 69. That's Matthew chapter 26. Beginning verse 69 where it reads now Peter sat without in the palace And a damsel came unto him saying, Thou also was with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it, this time with an oath. I do not know the man. And after a while came unto him they that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them thy speech betrayeth thee. Then he began, then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock, the rooster crew, And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, which said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice, meaning three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. I, I noticed something in verse 72 where Peter said, I do not know the man. Verse 74 he said I know not the man. So I need to make it personal here today by asking the question do you know the man? Let's, let's, let's look at somebody right now and ask do you know the man? God bless you and you may be seated. Our success is often contingent upon who we know. In many cases, some people occupy great positions, not because of their ability, but because of who they know. Even when qualified for great positions. People are often chosen based on who they know. You have heard me discuss an unforgettable experience of being in the Giants locker room with my son who was at that time only 16 years old. This occurred on a Tuesday evening. April the 17th, 2001. I remember the date because it was when Barry Bonds hit his 500th home run, enabling the Giants to defeat my Dodgers in that game. (laughs) Barry Bonds did something very special for my son. And again, we're in the locker room where the ballplayers are showering, getting dressed. Barry Bonds autographed a bat for my son. We walked out with Dusty Baker, who was the Giants manager at that time. We got a ride with Sean Dunstan, who was also a former baseball player for the Giants. We were afforded this opportunity because of who. We know that is a relative of Sean Dunstan who brought us into the Giants locker room. Today I come to talk about the man that is the key to our success and the door to a floodgate of opportunities uh, if we know him case you don't know, his name is Jesus. (laughs) Uh, He is God's perfect man and man's uh, perfect God. He is the second person of the Godhead uh, of the Holy Trinity. Uh, He he was in the beginning with God and assisting God when God created uh, everything and everybody. Uh, he, he chose to descend from heaven and inhabit an earthly body by being born uh, as a sinless baby to a virgin girl named Mary. Uh, he lived for 33 years as a human being. In his last three years, meaning from ages 30 to 33, he accomplished his purpose and mission by ministering and uh, ministering unto humanity. Uh, It was probably uh, the final Thursday of his earthly life when he communed uh, with his 12 disciples uh, in the upper room where he foretold uh, his betrayal and uh, instituted uh, the Lord's Supper. We read that in Matthew 26 verses 14 through 30. Uh, on that same evening, somebody say the same night. Uh, Jesus foretold, this is important, uh, how Peter would deny him three times before hearing the rooster, the cock, crow. Uh, we read that in Matthew 26, verses 31 through 35. Uh, Jesus afterward uh, communed with God, uh, praying in the garden of Gethsemane, uh, taking not all of the twelve, but just Peter, James, and John, whom Jesus instructed to watch and pray. Uh, We had fight, but uh, he didn't say watch, fight, and pray. He said watch and pray. (laughs) Uh, Instead of watching and praying, uh, they fell asleep. Again, not once, not twice, but three times while Jesus was praying. We read that in Matthew 26, verses 36 through 46. Uh, after this, uh, Judas showed up with a large crowd of enemies to betray Jesus. And we read that in Matthew 26, verses 47 through 56. Uh, interestingly, Judas betrayed Jesus, seemingly the same evening that Jesus informed all 12 disciples in the upper room what Judas was going to do. And if you recall, all 12, including Judas, who was already guilty, asked is it I? Uh, Judas sold out. He, he, he did it all for only 30 pieces of silver. Uh, we read that in Matthew twenty six fourteen through 16. Uh, uh, Judas did it when he knew that Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane praying with Peter, James, and and John. Can I teach up in here? Uh, up, uh, here this. On, on, a, on a, apparently the same evening, somebody again just shout out the same night. Uh, as you can see, Jesus had a long night Thursday before being crucified on Friday, which explains why, from a human perspective, he was extremely tired and thirsty. Can, I, can y'all pray with me in this? So on apparently the same evening, Jesus was brought before Caiaphas, the high priest, where uh, he was interrogated and uh, uh, declared
3: guilty
0: of death. Uh, we read that in Matthew 26, 57 through 68. While Jesus was being unjustly sentenced, uh, now we've arrived to the text. uh, Peter was nearby and identified three times as being affiliated with Jesus. Um, a, A servant girl identified him in verse 69. Another serving girl identified him in verse 71. Uh, Bystanders identified him in verse 73. Somebody shout out, teach pastor. In each of these three times, uh, uh, Peter denied Christ. He knew him but denied knowing him. Uh, He he hear this. He he even began to cuss. He started cursing and swearing the third time he denied Christ, which we see in verse seventy-four. After Peter denied uh, Jesus three times, then the rooster began to crow. Peter then remembered. Uh, Jesus saying that the cock would crow after Peter denied Jesus three times. Uh, the Bible tells us at the conclusion of this chapter, meaning verse uh, 75, where Peter then departed weeping bitterly. If you've understood the story so far, go ahead and put some hands together. denied uh, yes Jesus by declaring emphatically more than once that he did not know the man today a question is asked that deserves an answer do you know the man well let me say something Uh, Christians uh, know the man For those of you outlining this message, that's the key idea. Christians uh, know the man. Christians do not know every man, but Christians uh, know the man, meaning Jesus Christ. Uh, Buddhists do not know the man. Uh, Worshippers uh, practicing Hinduism uh, do not know the man. Uh, Muslims do not know the man. Uh, Worshippers of Confucius do not know the man. But I'm saying Christians, if, if you've really been born in C- again, Christians uh, know the man if you remove christ uh, from the word christian you no longer have christian christians believe that based on John 14 and 6 we we have to know the man in order to know God so so let me make this very direct and personal uh, what should you do if you know the man because i believe if i ask how many know the man probably every hand in here will be raised well if you know the man what should you do i mean just knowing the man is not enough what should you do if you know the man well first of all here this if you know the man say it <laughs> come on everybody shout out say it Amen, that's point number one. Uh, in our text, Peter had three opportunities to, to say what he knew the man, uh, say that he knew the man, but deny Jesus three times. Uh, When asked, do you know the man, Peter said, no. He he refused to say it. Uh, Unlike Peter, if you know the man, say it. Don't be ashamed, my beloved, to say it. Uh, And and say it especially to people who need to hear it. Uh, So often we we only say it to people who who are already saved. And nothing is wrong with saying it to people who are already saved because saved folk need to hear it also. However, unsaved uh, folk need to hear it more so. Everybody say more so. Uh, A lot of people are unsaved because nobody is telling them about Jesus. God did not permit the pandemic to silence the church. And, and a lot is implied in that statement. So I'll say it again. God did not permit the pandemic to silence the church. And what's implied there is that this pandemic was permitted by God. Because, but, because hear me, if, if God did not permit it, it would not have happened. God God did permit it. Why he permitted it, we don't know. That's not for us to know. Uh, 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 We'll understand it better by and by, but God did permit it. But hear this, my beloved. He didn't permit it to silence the church. He he did not permit COVID-19 to to cause the church to uh, enter into a hush. If anything, the pandemic has opened the eyes. Of churches to more creative ways to communicate the gospel of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> On a weekly basis, we we have we have less people in our in-person worship at the North and the South combined compared to our virtual audience. By the end of the week, the virtual audience usually exceeds over a thousand people. That's a thousand people prior to the pandemic that was not hearing the gospel from St. John. Somebody put some more hands together. Hear this for those of you taking notes. Uh, Christianity is purported to represent nearly, and hear me, I said nearly, meaning almost one-third of the world population. That means if you look at the total world population, almost a third of the total professes to be Christians. This, this means, on the other hand, that over two-thirds of the world is unsaved. Uh, if Jesus returned today, over two-thirds of the people alive in this world would be destined for hell. Not to mention all of the unslaved people who have already died. Anybody know that hell is real? Well, well, well my beloved, our work is cut out for us, and, and we don't have a whole lot of time. We don't, in fact, man, we don't have any time to waste or lose. Uh, the need for salvation is urgent. Therefore, the need for believers to tell unbelievers about Jesus is urgent. Everybody say it's urgent. Those of us who know the man need to say it. Go ahead and put some more hands together. Secondly, if you know the man, show it. Everybody say, show it. We, we, we can more effectively say it when we show it uh, I don't want to negate or contradict anything that I just said about saying it however everything that I said about saying it is ineffective if we fail to show it our believers need to hear believers say it and see believers show it people are moved uh, By what they see. As believers, we are constantly being observed. People are constantly watching us. Uh, uh, An old preacher once said just because you don't see anybody, this does not mean that nobody sees you. Because Christians are constantly being observed, Jesus exhorted us in the Sermon on the Mount saying, Let let our light so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. That's Matthew 5 and 16. When, When we walk like Jesus, we are showing people that we know Jesus. In other words, we show people that we know the man when people can see the man in us. To walk like Jesus attracts people. Uh, A a common walk is the way the world walks. Uh, Hear this, but an uncommon walk is the way Jesus walks. When we walk like Jesus, people will know that we are different. People will know that we are peculiar. People will know that we are unlike the world. They will know that we've been hanging out with Jesus. We show it by displaying the fruit of the spirit. Uh, uh, People have to be spirit-filled believers in order to genuinely display the fruit of the spirit. Uh, We show that we we know the man when we consistently exhibit love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, uh, faith, meekness, and temperance. I need to move to this third segment, but I can't get there unless you got it so far. If you got it so far, put them hands together. Certainly, certainly, certainly. If you know the man, stand on it. Everybody shout out, stand on it. In our text, Peter knew Jesus, but he failed to stand on what he knew. He denied Christ three times. Perhaps Peter denied Christ because he feared losing his life if he admitted that he knew the man. Even though this was a, a likely reason that Peter denied Christ, uh, we are not informed about his reason in our Text. Uh, Therefore, we can only speculate about Peter's reason at this point. Uh, The reason, check me out now, the reason Peter denied Christ uh, is not as important as the reality of Peter denying Christ. Again, uh, our sermonic text does not provide information about the reason, but it does provide information about the reality. Alternatively speaking, we can clearly see that Peter really did uh, deny Christ three times. He he knew the man, but failed to stand on it. Many of us say it and show it, uh, but when the rubber meets the road, we fail to stand on it. In light of persecution, we fail to stand on it. Uh, uh, If in a life-threatening situation like Peter, we fail to stand on it. But my beloved, hear this. God is calling for Christians uh, who will not only say it and show it, but also stand on it. To stand on it means to say it and show it without ever denying it, no matter what the circumstances or consequences are. To stand on it means to never deny knowing Jesus, even if this uh, could cause cause you uh, to lose your life. To stand on it is what Paul meant when he said in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39, for I am persuaded. That neither death, nor life, nor angels, help me Bible readers, nor principalities, nor powers, uh, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, uh, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Brothers and sisters, if you know the man, stand on it. Don't deny Christ as Peter did. Don't fear losing your life for Christ. Uh, If if we lose our life for Christ, we'll gain it. Whatever we lose for Christ, uh, we are subject to gain even more. So again, I say, if you know the man, stand on it. I need to conclude, but I can't conclude unless you got it. If you got it, go ahead and put some more hands together. today's message is entitled do you know the man? our sermonic text is recorded in Matthew chapter 26 verses 69 through 75 the key idea informs us that Christians know the man everybody repeat Christians know the man we discuss what you should do if you know the man and I want y'all to throw those points back at me if you know the man first of all what? if you know the man secondly what? And then thirdly, if you know the man, what? Come on and give God some more praise. You got it? You got it? Peter denied Christ three times. After Peter denied Christ, Jesus was crucified probably the following day. And that following day we call Good Friday. I always wondered why we call it Good Friday based on all Jesus went through. But what made Friday good is what happened on Sunday morning. You do, remember, you do recollect that it all, it all happened on Calvary where Jesus died. It all happened on Calvary where after he died, they buried him in a borrowed tomb. We call it a borrowed tomb because he only needed it for what, three days and three nights. But hear this, thank God for Sunday morning. I need somebody to wake up on that note. I said, thank God for Sunday morning because it was early Sunday morning when Jesus resurrected with all power in heaven and in earth. I have hope uh, that when I shall leave this world that my body shall, uh, my soul shall be absent from this body but present with the Lord. All because uh, of what happened on Sunday morning. Had Jesus not resurrected, uh, I would not resurrect. Had Jesus not resurrected, you would not resurrect. So hear this my beloved. Somebody ought to join me uh, with some joy and praise God for early Sunday morning when Jesus got up with all power the question has been asked do you know the man look at that neighbor one more time and just say neighbor do you know the man my brothers and my sisters that question is on the floor and as I stand here on this day, I cannot answer for anybody, just like nobody in here can answer for anybody, but I can answer for myself. I've been asking you the question, do you know the man? I think it would be remiss of me if I concluded this sermon without telling somebody that I know the man. Oh, yes, I, I know the man. I, I, I don't know everybody, but I know the man. I, I, I don't know everything, but I know the man. Oh yes, I, 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 I'm here today because I know the man. I, I, I know the man. Hear this, who on his mother's side, uh, he was 12 years old, but on his father's side, he was older than his mother. I, 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 that's a man I know. I know the man. Who on his mother's side he got thirsty but on his father's side he said I am the water of life (laughs) yes I know the man uh, who uh, on his mother's side uh, he got hungry but on his father's side he said I am uh, the bread of life Uh, I, I I know the man who, on his mother's side, wept at the grave side of Lazarus, but on his father's side, he said, "Lazarus, come forth! Come on, somebody!" I am alive because I know the man. I am blessed because I know the man. Uh, uh, hear this I, I don't uh, I don't know any, everything but one thing I know is that I am a child of God I, I don't think I have any witnesses is, is there anybody else in here that you, you can admit that you don't know everything but the one thing you know is that you are a child of God well, well hear this I am a child of God because I know the man I I think I need to tell somebody that the man walks with me, the man talks with me, the man tells me that I am his own, and the joy, I said and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I don't know about you, but the man has been good to me. Is there anybody in here who can testify today? this day? Testify saying that the man has been good to you. If, if you know he's been good to you, I want you to look at somebody right now and just say, neighbor, he's been better to me than what I have been to myself. Come on and praise him for that. If, if the man has been good to you, you ought to go ahead and praise him. If, if the man has opened doors for you, you ought to praise him. If, if the man made your enemies your footstool, you ought to praise him. If, if the man was your doctor on your sickbed, you ought to praise him. If the man was your lawyer in a courtroom, you ought to praise him. If you know the man woke you up this morning, if you know the man started you on your way, you ought to praise him. If you don't mind, look at somebody right now and just say, can't nobody do me like Jesus. If, if the man has been all right to you, you ought to go ahead and praise him. Y- you see, we're not here for a funeral, but we came to celebrate the man. And if you've come here to celebrate the man, you can't celebrate him sitting there acting like you don't know what's going on. But if you know that the man is all right, you ought to go ahead and praise him. If you know that he's all right, I want you to look at somebody right now. And I want you to look at your name and say, Neighbor, you don't know like I know what the man has done for me do I have a witness I need some shouting folk now y'all know I came up in the old church where the old saints did not mind shouting in church they believed in making a joyful noise now I don't want you to bother somebody who act like they didn't want to worship today but I want you to find you somebody that looked like they want to have church. I, I want you to find you somebody that looked like they came here to praise the Lord. And you look at that person
1: and say, neighbor, you see my glory, but you don't know my story. You don't know. How tough my life has been You don't know Where the Lord has brought
0: me from Tell that neighbor You can't make me deny him Because I know too much about him So I'm gonna give him the glory
1: I don't know What you came here to do Came here ha, to praise uh, the Lord. Ha, I came here ha, to. Up my hands. I came here to jump and shout. I came here to shout for joy. I came here to shout hallelujah. And I just cannot help but to shout right now because when I think of his goodness and all that is done for me. Me, my soul, cries hallelujah. I can't help but to shout right now because he's all over me. Is there anybody? You got to shout, you got to wave your hand, you got to point your finger, you got to stand on, up. you got to praise his name, because he's all over you, he's all over me, and he's keeping me alive through many dangers snares. Uh, he's keeping me alive. Uh, uh, through the COVID, uh, he's keeping me alive. Uh, through sickness, and, uh, he's keeping me alive. Uh, through my tears, uh, he's keeping me alive. Uh,
0: Everybody know that the man is sweet. Sweet, you know. The door of the church is open. If you're not saved but want to be saved, if you are saved but would like to make St. John your church home, of you here in person
3: you can come you can come
0: you don't have to hesitate but you can come the door to church is open come on sister the door to church is open Church is open. Door of the church is open. Somebody else in here,
3: young or old.
0: Somebody else in here not saved but would like to be saved or make St. John your church home, you can come. You're in a wonderful place. And I want you to hear this. One thing all these people know, I've been with them now for 29 years. I'm not a perfect pastor, but they do know this I'm faithful to the Lord. Don't you let any man or woman tell you they're perfect. Nobody's perfect. We have all made mistakes. But the one thing I know, I've been converted, I've been called, and I've been anointed to do what I do, despite whatever flaws. One of the strengths of this church is a Bible church. It's consistent. What you experience in the day, this is what happens all the time. There's some others here. Maybe you don't want to do it in person, but you would like to do it by filling out that form. There's a form, there's forms be behind every pew that's in front of you. Fill it out. Once you fill it out, you can put it in an offering basket, give it to an usher or give it to somebody at the front desk. Mothers, I made it this far because of a man. The door to church is still open. Let's praise God for these individuals that's followed them. Oh God, oh yes.
1: That's
0: all we need to do right now. We don't need to vote or anything, but just let the church. Hands together. Put, a, put our hands together. God has spoken. The
1: church
0: has taken. Well, when well, you're blessed here on this day, praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you. I know we didn't rehearse that. Alright. Bless you. Eyes are closed, Father. We thank you for the word. Thank you for our souls that are saved. United. Thank you for answering our prayers. Pray for everybody here according to each need. Pray father that you would use all of us and will say it show it and stand on it. Pray throughout this day that your spirit will abide with us as we prepare to depart from here but before departing bless us as we present your tithes and our offerings that they be acceptable in thy sight. Lord, I pray for parishioners who are suffering with COVID. I pray for healing in their bodies. I pray a covering of the blood of Jesus upon all of us in here right now. You protect us from diseases and viruses and anything harmful to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let me say to the people who are viewing by way of streaming, you can also unite by clicking that... I click that was before you submit it. We will respond promptly to you. Okay, very quickly, please take heed on what I'm going to say. By way of quick announcements, um, we're praying for uh, the family of Deacon Lee Johnson. His wife, Sister Lord Johnson, sister passed. um uh, Beatrice Jett passed last Wednesday. Funeral scheduled for Monday after tomorrow over at the Sojourner Truth Church at 12 noon. You know, there's a whole lot that's said that and then we react not knowing facts. I need y'all to hear this concerning COVID. It is true that there's been a slight uptick, but I want y'all to hear the facts and I'm gonna read to you what and uh, one of the experts uh, on the analysis, scientific analysis have analysts, excuse me, have stated. It says those who are genuinely healthy and have either had COVID-19 or been vaccinated or both, are unlikely to become severely ill if they were to contract the coronavirus. People should know that when infections are on the rise, they probably don't need to change their day-to-day lives because avoiding infection is no longer the goal. Wear a mask if you are concerned or desire to be safe conceive COVID as you would the flu or a bad cold. Amen. So, I just want to say that because you you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. We need to recognize that um, just like the flu, just like a cold, scientists are predicting that this COVID is probably going to be around now. It's going to be something that we got to learn how to manage, but we cannot stop living okay but we got to learn how to live carefully and wisely. I'm saying this because I don't want us to you know start sheltering in place again. It's not on that level. Okay it is uh, it means we t- we deal with a variant um, and as I just read um, if you've been vaccinated if you've already had it or if you're in good health if you were to contract it in most cases um, you would not probably become severely ill. I want to say that to us now, because we do have a lot of elderly people in our congregation I need you to hear me well um, I've already requested that the ushers when they're on the floor would have wear their mask and hospitality people wear their mask and by the way I thank you ushers for uh, your strong attendance today but I'm going to also hear this we're not at the point of saying it's mandatory all right but um, I'm going to ask that I st- let me say this I strongly encourage People to wear masks, especially people who have health conditions, um, people who perhaps are elderly. Um, but again, hear this: you're not going, you're not not going to fall out if you don't. Okay? Because I'm, I'm saying, listen well to me. I want you to listen good, because people sometimes they don't hear me correctly. I'm not saying that you have to do it. I'm not saying it's mandatory. I'm just saying for your own safety, I strongly encourage that. When you're in public places at this point right now, this season, you might go back to wearing your mask, especially if you're around a lot of people. Now, I'm going to repeat myself. I'm not saying you have to do it. It's just my recommendation. It's a suggestion. Now, if this problem gets worse, um, it could become a case where we would have to wear the mask. It become mandatory to wear a mask in here right now, I mean in the sanctuary, but we're not at that point yet. Okay, now, you might not have liked some of the things I said, but if nothing else, you should appreciate the fact that you have a pastor who's looking out for your health and your safety. God bless you on that. If God is willing on this evening, we will have um, our online Lord's Lord Up online at 7 p.m. Those of you who haven't tried to have your elements prepared and go through the website. Don't forget our church anniversary, which is scheduled in uh, October. I'll talk more about that another Sunday. Uh, you've been a marvelous congregation, these are wonderful deacons. If you come forward, we want to give well. I don't like to ask you to do anything that I don't do. So as your pastor, hear this. Because you don't have a pastor who's asking you to do something I don't do. The pastor is, this is a sizable check. Amen. It's a good check. <laughs> a sizable check. Uh, the pastor's tithes and offerings for the month. Okay. So I, I am your leader. So I'm going to lead by example, lead the way when it comes to our tithes and offerings. We're going to give well. Um, I told the choir in the nine o'clock service I said I enjoyed them so much today that um, who knows what's going to happen. I said I can, I mean the day may come, I'm just wetting the ears a little bit, I said the day may come when um, I might have the choir to sing first and second Sunday and then the male chorus singing third Sunday and praise and worship on fourth and the male chorus fifth. Uh, you know, I just you know, as a pastor, sometimes I have a way of just dropping it in your lap a little bit, let it let marinate, let them think about it for a while, and then if it ever comes to that point, then nobody's surprised. Amen. All right, did y'all enjoy the choir today? Yeah, they were wonderful. Bless you. All right, we're going to give well after giving. You are dismissed.
4: Pastor Hall loves you. I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, we can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8 and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our, our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now, listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, in the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you are blessed and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.